So this afternoon we'll continue developing our practice of metta or loving kindness with some focus on this category of the neutral person. And in this metta practice we go on this really interesting journey of uh, gradually expanding the focus of attention, the focus of caring from where the, 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 the um, intention is that it's easy, we start where it's easiest, and even though self, metta to self, is at the beginning of that list of supposedly easy, as we know for many of us, perhaps not the case that it's easy, but it's certainly essential. But then from that expanding out to people we know and care about, and now to this interesting category of the neutral person. If you were to tell someone who didn't know anything about this practice or meditation teachings, that you were going to spend an hour thinking about and wishing well to a person you didn't know anything about, they would understandably ask, why would you do that? Why would you spend an hour or more, you know, if you do metta practice intensively, you can spend days and even weeks in this practice of wishing well to someone you don't know. Why would you do that? It's a really valid question. And I think it points to the heart or the benefit of our metta practice is that possibility of being able to continue to wish well when the conditions aren't ideal. So there's a real brilliance in the pedagogy, in the teaching, the way this is laid out, where we do start where it's easy, but you may have already had some thoughts about this in the metta practice. Well, I already care about my benefactor or my best friend. I should go immediately to the difficult part. That's where I need to work, or to my partner or my child or whatever it is. That's where the relationship is sticky. That's where I need to work. No, there's a real um, wisdom to creating this foundation of the practice where we find it, the meta feeling where it's accessible, but gradually we stretch. Gradually we stretch to, you know, this category of neutral, and then I'm sure many of you know where this is going, right? Next Tuesday, possibly, the category we call the difficult person used to be called the enemy. We've softened it a little now, just the difficult person, the annoying person. You make it even softer. But this is the wisdom of the teaching. It's like we create this um, relationship or this foundational practice, and then we start to stretch it and just see where can it go? How, how, how far can this open? And obviously the point is vast, right? The, the teachings, the words of the Buddha, uh, abundant, exalted, immeasurable, this radiating of this feeling of metta. So this turning from those we know and care about, self, benefactor, friend, to the neutral person, is this turning point, is this stretching of the capacity of the heart. And so it's really interesting, uh, important, valid, um, but don't expect that you've now switched on the meta switch and any person, any being that you start directing meta to, you should immediately feel loving and caring about. It doesn't work like that. And that's, again, part of the beauty and the power of this practice is this stretching. 
is this resilience that gets created. Because even you probably felt as you were doing it for someone you cared about, the benefactor or the friend. If you did it for any length of time, you had moments, if not many moments, where it's like, enough already. I've said that. You know, yes, I care about you. Let's move on. You know, I want a different story. This is what we tend to do. Um, We want change. We want novelty. We want some hit of experience. And this practice is really about, as I said, can we continue to wish well when the conditions aren't ideal, when there's not this sense of uplift or gushiness or love or affection? Great when that happens, wonderful. But it's certainly not always the case. So when I practice myself, and certainly when I teach metta, I teach metta retreats every year where that's what people do morning, noon, and night, practice this practice of metta or loving kindness and the other Brahma Viharas, is to have a really low bar for what practicing metta looks and feels like. If we have some ideal of what it should look like, we're constantly going to be beating ourselves up. I mean, I certainly was because it didn't feel like what I thought it should look like, what a good metta practitioner should be experiencing. And it was really painful, really challenging, reporting to my teacher, well, it's kind of warm, it's sort of friendly, you know, trying to stretch the bounds even of what I was actually feeling. wasn't having this over, uh, you know, this extremely ecstatic connection. And I realized I had to accept that that was what my metta was like. It was just very simple. As long as I could basically be okay saying the phrases and having this person, whoever it was, myself or someone else, in my field, in my energetic field, that was good enough. Because I was able to accept that, then there were times, and you know, I couldn't control them, it wasn't like it or happened immediately or all the time, but there were times where the feeling did really grow and there was a sense of connection or the concentration really deepened and that brought with it a lot of energy. But having this really low, really low bar for what metta practice looks like, really low, you saying the phrases, or even one word of the phrases, and you're kind of okay with that. That's good enough. You know, we give a lot of teachings about this, about it's planting seeds, or it's just training the mind, it's setting new grooves. This is all really important as part of this practice. If we go into it thinking, you know, that, oh, it's 3.30 on Friday, I should start feeling metta, good luck with that. I mean, maybe it works for you. It never worked for me. I had to really settle back and just have these kind of building blocks of willingness to say the phrases, to kind of mean them, you know, not be averse to them, though as Carol, my dear friend, says, fake meta is better than real aversion any time. So you fake it till you make it kind of thing. And it does work. If you keep saying over and over again, my, may I be happy, may you be happy, something shifts. It does, I've felt it, I know it for myself, I've seen it in others. So I just wanted to start out with that really low bar for 
what the building blocks of this practice are. And then we see where does it go, this willingness just to wish well. And so we turn this corner from those we know, love, care about, even if the relationships are complex, there's that sense of knowing them, having some relationship to this person we call the neutral person. I'm sure Carol spoke about that last week or a few days ago, um, you know, how we just pick someone and how hard it is to find somewhere actually neutral about, right? This but nope, 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 not, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> It's amazing, right, how the mind is so making these judgments. Some you didn't even realize you had. You hadn't really even noticed some person, but you're auditioning them, and then it's like, nope, nope, they do that, nope, they're wearing that, nope, they do, they go, nope. So again, low bar, kind of neutral, you know, is as neutral as you can find. And just to see, you know, what does the mind do with that? And then we bring them as close as we can into our field with these reflections of they're a human being like I am. They wish to be happy like I wish to be happy. We can know what we don't know anything about them. Maybe we know their name or where they work or they're someone else here on the retreat. What, what, you know, we see where they sit or when they get a cup of tea, but we know nothing about them. But we know they've had a lifetime of hopes and dreams and fears and sorrows and loves and losses. We know that because we all have, we all share that. So this is part of one of the other things I love about the metta practice is its creative aspect, where we really um, have this intention, it's an intentional practice, you know, whereas in our vipassana we can be very open and, and receptive. Here it's intentional, right? We're bringing someone to mind and having this intention to wish well. And I lost where I was going with that. Oh, so I think, oh, the creative part. So as we, were, um, as we bring them into mind, part of the practice really is seeing what will help me connect with this person. So we have to use thought, memory, imagination creatively. And we've been saying again and again, this practice isn't about stopping thought, that thought is the enemy. We want our thoughts to be as best they can, our allies and our friends, to cultivate wise thought, you could say. Metta is a form of wise thought. So how do we um, bring this person in that we know nothing about and create that relationship with them? So as I said, we can be very creative. Sometimes I would give my person a whole, you know, like a little, you know, they say movie stars or whatever, film stars, when they're going to be in a role, they give them a backstory. You might have a, a role that's about a certain time in a person's life, but for you to really feel into that, you give them a little backstory. How to do this without, you know, it's not about spinning out with a lot of thinking, but we want to seed the field with enough. So it's just, you know, as I said, a few moments of these reflections. This person, too, has had loves and losses, hurts and fears, illnesses and, you know, ways their body's been strong and healthy. So we just use that enough, a few moments. We do that with the, the people we know, enough to reflect on their, their being, their, their essence. 
so that there's a relational field there. And then we let that go and just start wishing well, wishing well. When we get to these more, mm, you'd say difficult perhaps, sometimes a neutral person's the easiest. It's like, oh, finally, someone I don't have issues with. No story here. It's just a human being and I can wish them well. Sometimes it's great. But if you do find that it gets a little dry, it's always fine to do this starting again, doing some of these reflections, or again, the wisdom is go back to where it's easy, to where you feel a connection, and then when you feel ready, bring the neutral person in again. Learning these skills of trust and intuition and creativity, how to incline the mind and heart towards a certain aspect of our experience without grasping hold of it, rejecting other things. This is what I call the art or the skill of meditation. And I personally learned so much about meditation doing metta practice in this kind of field of how do I really learn to incline the mind and heart to trust it, to to follow my intuition and not be deluded about that because we can obviously often be deluded. So there's a lot of learning that happens here in how we do the practice. And I always say you have to do metta with metta, right? You don't beat yourself up while you're trying to do metta. You're doing it wrong, no more of that, less than that. Don't say that, think that. No, you know, we have to settle back and that's why we start with metta for self. And then see, can I expand that field a little bit and now include this, this category of person? And again, I think people have probably said, you choose one person, right? You can audition a few sometimes, it's helpful. You know, for the friend, you may have a few to choose from. Um, you've already passed this category, but you might want to continue with meta for the friend. And we have to recognize when we choose someone, you're not like back in second grade saying, you're my best friend, you're only my second best friend, you know, I, I'm, you're my sort of follow-up friend or, you know, whatever. It's No, they're just representative of a category. And so, you know, for the neutral person, you can audition a little bit, but then you want to just land with someone and say, this is who I'm going to continue with this practice because whoever we choose, their guideline is to stay with that person as representative of that category for the duration of our practice period. And this is, you know, a six-week or a three-month practice period. So there's a relationship here that we build. And you want to check them out a little bit, but realize, you know, there's no one who's perfect um, in any of these categories. So then we commit. And we see what happens. So, uh, we'll do some uh, guided meditation in the loving kindness. I'll speak a little bit about how I do the practice. But again, the the off it's always it just as an offering. And for each one of us, if you've developed your own practice way of doing metta, trust that we just offer these different. Um, skillful means that have worked for us, and then it's for you to try on and see what works. Okay, so if you're not already, invite you into that comfortable posture, meditation posture. And especially in metta, it's helpful for the body to be somewhat relaxed. 
You want to be kind to the body, kind to the mind, kind to the heart. So uprightness, allowing energy to flow, but then relaxation and softness. And even though the the foundation of the metta practice is this repetition of the phrases, really important that it's based in the body, that there's a felt sense here. So I always start just as we do with our mindfulness practice, feeling the body sitting and just kind of checking in. What's the weather like right now, the internal weather? You know, sense of energy, tiredness or brightness. Any places in the body you can allow to relax or soften, especially around the face. And can you just feel the body sitting? And in your mindfulness practice, you may be aware of the breath in different locations that work for you. But again, I find for the metta practice, letting my attention and my awareness of the breath rest in the center of the chest. Even if I don't normally do that, allows me to integrate breath, body, and the metta intentions. So again, if that works for you, just letting the attention rest gently in the center of the chest. We call it the heart area, the heart chakra. Not looking to create anything, have anything happen. Just simply resting there, feeling the life of the body, the movement of energy that is the breath coming and going. So it's just a soft, gentle awareness there. And bringing into your mind, into your heart space, into your energy field, whoever of the easy categories, self-benefactor or friend, is easy for you to connect with to send metta to. So you can just choose, doesn't matter which one, whoever comes easily into the heart space. But as you connect with this person, we take a moment to really feel into them. And um, as I say them, you can also use yourself. Their physical sense, image of them, If it's someone else, maybe their smiling face looking at you, their eyes twinkling a little, a sense even of some shared memories or times. If it's meta for yourself, again, some clarity about who you're sending to, an image of yourself sitting here in the room, in some place where you tend to feel alive or happy or safe in your room, at home, here, or out in nature. You want to just enliven that sense of the person. 
If there's any reflections about their good qualities, why you like them, or what you appreciate about yourself, bring those in. This is really skillful. This is said to be the proximate cause for metta. This tuning into the goodness and feeling the essential qualities of this person, yourself or someone else. With metta for self, sometimes yourself at a different age, at a time where you really felt this sense of love or needed love, even as a child. This is again part of the creativity or the skill in this practice. Finding a place where the metta can land and feel alive, connect. And then from that place of connection or caring, just simple caring, really simple caring, just okayness, friendliness, goodwill, beginning to send the phrases of metta. May you be safe. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you live with ease. Not rushing through the phrases, there's no first prize for how many you get to. I find it helpful to coordinate the phrases with the breath. Just a very simple practice of silence on the in-breath, resting the attention in the center of the chest, and offering the phrase on the out-breath. It allows me to pace the phrases, give that space to really feel into them, but it's restful, there's some quiet in the practice. So again, you can try that, see if it's helpful. Sometimes just saying that one word, that key word in the phrase, is all we need to let it kind of resonate if it feels like too many words, too much doing. So we just keep feeling into what allows me to wish well right now. Just very simply, being willing to say the phrases, shaping this intention in the mind and heart to wish well, to check in, how are you? I hope you're doing okay. May you be safe. And then staying steady with that intention. This is what shapes the mind, shapes the heart, the steadiness, the continuity, offering the phrases over and over again.
And now, if you wish, bringing in this person you've chosen as your neutral person. Taking a moment to connect with them, those reflections that I spoke about, if they're helpful. Knowing that they, just like you, wish to be happy. Sometimes even saying that whole phrase can be useful. Just as I wish to be safe, may you be safe. Just as I wish to be happy, may you be happy. Helps us find that place of connection, acknowledging this universal wish shared by all beings for safety and happiness, health and ease. And then if you find that you get lost or dry, either beginning again with those reflections, or it's always fine to go back where it's easier. Let the connection develop again. Sense of openness to the metta. And then if you feel ready, coming back again to the neutral person.
So <clears throat> I always think it's valuable if this practice of metta, of developing metta, feels supportive for you to do it at least one other time on your own, a, a formal sitting or a formal walking. So you can really just trust your own intuition as to how to to develop it. Of course, can do even more than that if that works for you. But to have some time where you really explore um, this inclining of the heart towards the, the kindness. And as we add the different categories, you don't have to do each category, each sitting. It can get, each practice period, it can get too complicated. Just start where it's easy, wherever that, uh, wherever that is. Always helpful to do some for self if that works. And then some time with this new category that we've developed, in this case, the neutral person. Because there's learning that happens, there's shifts that happen with each of the categories of beings. There's nuances and textures that you can only know when you spend some considerable time. And you know, they, they say ideally we take as long as we need with each, with each category until it rises to the level of the one before. So it would be as though the neutral person became as dear as your dearest friend. That's the potential of this practice. When we're doing it in this form, just as a support for the mindfulness, you know, obviously don't take that time, but that's the potential. That's what's uh, possible here. So I encourage you to explore it further if it's helpful. So we have a few minutes if there's any questions, particularly about this. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.com dot org slash donate.